Welcome to VG Empire, episode 149. I'm your host, Brett Elston, joined once again by, by you, Patrick Kulikowski. And we are here to talk again about Contra. We just wrapped We're up. back. A uh, prior episode was all about Contra, kind of the arcade NES days all the way up through Hard- Contra 3 and Hardcore, so 16-bit. Yep. Uh, and that brings us into... Wow, I almost said modern. Still not accurate. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, modern, more mo- more more modern. Twenty uh, first uh, century, not even thirty two bit. Like uh, PS two and up. One twenty eight uh, bit. Yeah, because no. uh, since the game music podcast, we've been doing episodes since twenty eleven. Uh, I encourage you to go back through the feed and check out uh, all the stuff we've done up to this point because there's quite a bit. And our next episode is one hundred and fifty, and I already know what I'm going to do. So get ready for that. Um, <laughs> And scheming, scheming. Let's just say the plan for that one has uh, been told to you all in advance long ago. Not specifically 150, but uh, you'll know it when you see it. Anyway, we mentioned, I think, at the tail end of last episode of Contra mm. uh, that you we were purposely, well, not purposely, but like there was no reason to necessarily explore the 32 bit ones. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I never really played them. I mean, I picked up Contra Legacy of War once at a used game store and never played it but uh yeah, I rented, rented it once and yeah maybe, maybe 30 minutes or an hour in like uh i don't know about this man oh uh, yeah I, re- I recall at least the music was was fine um but in terms of like keeping up the contra legacy uh people don't really uh gravitate to those or right. say too many nice things about and them, then, which you know, I I haven't had enough time with them to really form an opinion cause myself. After, after that one, there was Legacy of War, but then there was like See the Adventure, See, or something? see the Contra Adventure, the or something Adventure. like that, and which is also PS One. Yeah. yeah, and I just yeah, I didn't even play that one because I think the reviews at the time in the magazines were unfavorable. So right, and I rented Legacy of War, didn't care for that. So there was a good period of you know six maybe six seven years where contra was kind of quiet despite having been such a mainstay of the eight and 16 bit days like we talked about in the prior episode yeah um but then uh 2002 you get contra shattered soldier which was a two and a half d so polygonal characters yep. on polygonal backgrounds but still left right kind of yep. like how see the contra adventure i think that's what that was trying to do kind of like that yeah but uh a little bit more technology behind under the hood so mm-hmm. able to pull it off and i and i did buy this like day one because you know something clicked in my brain like i am ready for a new contra right and this game is, is one of the hardest <laughs> things i've ever played in my life i don't know i okay i i finally played through hardcore mm-hmm. shortly after we finished recording our first part of contra and uh I feel like har- hardcore is probably tougher for me. Granted, I've never finished Shattered Soldier, but I, back in the day, mm-hmm. my brother and I would play the hell out of it, and we could attain a hundred percent hit rate, meaning destroying every possible enemy mm-hmm. on screen uh, with minimal casualties. Like the first four stages, we could do that in Shattered Soldier. Once I hit the fifth stage of the jungle level, which was like a callback to classic mm-hmm. Contra, mm-hmm. that's where like I would use up all my continues and yeah. like never progress. And like, didn't the Konami code not do anything in it or something? Uh, there, it, it's a different form of the Konami code. I think it's up, up, down, down, L1, R1, L2, R2, L3, R3. Jeez. And it gives you 30 lives. Oh, okay. Um, but you're still going like, to bl- blow through those. Yeah, you'll, you, you'll, you'll eventually blow through those and uh yeah so i've never finished it i've watched speedrun videos and that's how i would learn mm. the levels and to the point that like the music actually like helps like i can figure out from the music like 
what I should be doing uh, in the stage, which uh, a lot of uh, speedrunners rely on, that sort of thing. Uh, interestingly enough, Shattered Soldier was called Shin Contra mm. in Japan, which I, be- I believe Shin means true or something like uh, that. It can be true Multiple or new meanings. or better. Or right. Like <laughs> right. It can be many, many things. Right. And, uh, of course, this one was developed in-house at Konami, uh, came out on PlayStation 2 in October 2002 in the U.S., came out in November in Japan. Um, and the mu- the song that took us in uh, from the opening was called Venus, which is the intro cinematic. And I just remember how badass that cinematic was the first time I saw it. Um, like, Bill, Bill Reiser, like kicking a door down like cigarette in hand uh with like this heavy metal chugging riff uh, and uh very similar style to like say rob zombie or any huh. kind of industrial metal yeah oh yeah uh, kind it's, of thing that that's the whole vibe of the soundtrack which is pretty it is and i cool. and um, i i only know like six bands ever so uh <laughs> i've mentioned kmfdm numerous times on the yeah. show but i feel like this is actually this is very indust- industrial rock where it's this very similar. It's accurate. So uh, Shattered Soldier was composed by, surprise, surprise, Akira Yamaoka. Of, you don't see that coming. Of Silent Hill fame. Uh, but he did he did contribute to Contra Hardcore in the past, uh, Rocket Knight Adventures, and Smart Ball. You always got to mention Smart Ball. I, uh, I feel like I broke that news. <laughs> yes, you all, totally did. All those years ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure he looked at you the weirdest way possible. We, we had some interview, and I remember it was about Silent Hill down. Uh, downpour or something ah, i don't okay. remember how I, it's the sixth one i think right something sure, like that. Yeah. after homecoming yeah, yeah it was after homecoming yeah. but yeah no it must have been homecoming then because downpour i wasn't there ah, so it was it was homecoming it's great but yeah uh we've done a rocket night episode in the past actually actually i think that might be a hundred episodes ago wow because i think exactly. it, i think it was episode 49 dang um i'm sure people yeah. can uh and a Silent Hill episode as well. I'm sure. I'm sure the listeners can be like, "Well, actually, actually." Uh, uh, in addition to Yamaoka, wh- who, uh, besides his you know creepy atmospheric S- Silent Hill music, he is well known to be a rock mm. guitarist musician. Uh, so this is this sort of music is right up his alley. Uh, co-composing was Sota Fujimori, and uh, he worked on uh, Gun Gauge, Elder Gate, which is a very obscure PS1. JRPG with an awesome soundtrack that uh, Michiru Yamane also did. Highly recommend that one. Uh, he also contributed to DDR Max and eventually Metal Gear Solid 4. So Shattered Soldier uh, saw, of course, the return of Konami developing Contra in-house again. Uh, and it was spearheaded by the director of Contra 3 and Hardcore, uh, Nobuya Nakazato. And he, of course, is also working on Rogue Corps, the new Contra that mm. they announced at E3 coming wow. out in uh, September. Still at it. Still at it. I was surprised to see that uh, he is still at Konami thriving. And um, so uh, he was in charge of the game's direction, the design, and the scenario. And I found through the uh, Contra Anniversary Collection, like the digital book that's included, mm. mm-hmm. uh, he also worked on Symphony of the Night as a graphic artist. Uh, he did like the complete scenarios and direction and scripts for Vandal Hearts one and two, which I was like, "What?" I just love that um, you you have this abbreviated as VH one, and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" Vandal Hearts, <laughs> not, not, I, not not that other music channel. And then I realized 
I haven't heard of VH1 in like 10 years. Dang. Is it still a channel? It might be. Like, Sound uh, off in the comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he also worked on Rocket Night Adventures as well. So, mm. so my, uh, it's cool that you bring up that you got Shattered Soldier at launch because I, I remember getting into it by playing a demo that was included in the uh, official U.S. PlayStation magazine, yep. Demo Disc 63. And I would play the 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 demo included the battle train uh, level, and I would just play that over and over with my brother till I finally got the game a few years later. Um, and I I just loved the heavier edge of of Shattered Soldier. It's very fitting for the time it was released. Um, and yeah, it was it it did feel like a return to form after the PS One ventures. And yeah. yet even then they really changed things up with Shattered Soldier. Um, for example, like control wise like you only had access to three guns that you switched between so you didn't have power-ups that you picked up you had the heavy machine gun which was rapid fire the flame whip which was like a short range flamethrower and diver mines which was essentially your grenade launcher uh but the cool thing about those three weapons was they hadn't like by holding circle down you could charge them Mm. and unleash a new uh like powered shot from them so the the machine gun would shoot like a gun pot out that fires in all directions. The flamethrower would, would do like this laser beam energy shot that was actually the most powerful mm. thing you could use in that game. And then um, the uh, diver mines would change into homing missiles. And mm. all of that came, like comes into play like so well. Like even especially like when you're trying to attain a hundred percent hit mm. rate, like knowing when to switch to which weapon, mm-hmm. which weapons work yeah. best against a boss enemies, that sort of thing. It was very, very uh, surprisingly strategic. And yes, of course, super hard. Yeah. Um, it, it requires so much practice, but uh, I, very I, satisfying. I once think you get it down. This might be the second not the first, because I think the first for me was Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Mm. But this might have been the second uh, newspaper article review I wrote wow. and got published on my college paper. I don't remember what I wrote. Probably wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> it <but>, was hard. <laughs> um, who knows? But yeah, I was like starting journalism classes around this time. Well, like a year in. When it came out, there's just this feeling of maybe this one will be good and I'm definitely ready because it's yeah. been such a long time. and. They were trying to position it as like kind of back to what you liked from before, and it also happened to overlap, I think, quite nicely with one of those at the time annual Toys R Us buy two get one free sales. Oh yeah, and, I took advantage of those and, so and often. It, looking back, like not even looking back, even at the time, it was insane because like you're doing it in the ho- middle of the holiday season when all of the big games are coming out. Mm. So yeah, I'm coming in here and I'm walking out with like I think I I think I bought like six games. Well, four games to get two free because it was just an insane deal. Um, and it was it was the this is the fall of like Vice City, uh, Shattered Soldier, Ace Combat Four, Devil May Cry. Mm. I think one or maybe that was a prior this year. Is oh, two, yeah, Vice City. I I recall Vice City. Um, but maybe Ace Combat Four was actually the prior. Anyway, yeah. it was just another another fall of like tons of stuff. And this was one of the games I picked up because I'm like, well, if I don't like it, I'll just consider this was the free win. Right. Um, but yeah, I miss uh, those. I miss those sales. Yes, uh, fond memories. Um, interest the even though story it <laughs> isn't yeah. a big thing about these. What I found interesting was so you player one is Bill Riser. And the story goes, he's brought, he was cryogenically frozen and in some sort of prison because 
and he was they basically imprisoned him and cryo frozen because he accidentally killed 80 percent of earth yeah you, so, what does that mean <laughs> what does that even mean um but because there's some new alien threat they decide to bring him back and um he's brought back by uh his partner the player two lucia and she is a female uh cybernetic super soldier and partner of bill riser since she released him from his prison um so yeah Another interesting thing about this game is just how much, because of the edgier tone, the mm-hmm. enemy, some of the enemy and boss designs are just straight up repulsive. Mm. Uh, I recall, uh, and it it does have some callbacks. So you have that uh, slave beast Taka, who's that turtle boss from Contra Three. Yeah, the first boss. Uh, yeah, uh, he's in the first level of Shattered Soldier, and he he's just this fleshier, gorier version that. Uh, has a twist where, like, after you destroy his front side, he turns around to reveal, like, this giant, human, like, disgusting humanoid face that, like, shoots out, projectile vomits at mm. you. Um, which, which I mean, you know, go for it. Uh, it just, <laughs> it, like, to me, that just seems like a different, that's what, even as kind of return to form as this was, it still felt very weird. Right. Because the gory thing was not really a Contra thing up mm-hmm. to that point, unless it came in in the PS1 days, and that's why I don't really recall it. Right. But I didn't feel like it was a gory game, per se. It was just, like, 80s movie with occasional, like, xenomorph sci-fi, like, right. flesh stuff, but not like, and Abadox, we're going full Splatterhouse yeah. or something. Yeah, and like, I, I, think, I think Hardcore kind of started the whole weird phase of contra as i'd like to it is weird yeah Uh, i i also recall this one fish boss in shattered soldier the jean men gyo that's literally like this giant mutated fish with a human face Mm. on it but like the mouth is all kind of like gory and cut up and stuff (laughs) pretty 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 repulsive but uh anyway uh might as well jump into the tracks here so i've picked out is that uh, why you had jump in your head earlier? What was that? You were like mouthing. You were like randomly spoken wording some of the lyrics to Van Halen's jump. Oh, I don't know why. Why? And then you just Van Halen's that. jump was in my mind before we started this recording. And then just now you're like, might as well jump. Might as well jump. Anyway, uh, it's all subconscious. Um, so I picked out uh, Fortress. Uh, in my notes, I have this one's a chugger. <laughs> it's very Rob Zombie. Uh, it's super energetic. Super distorted guitars, pounding mm-hmm. percussion, uh, some ominous backing sense thrown into boot. I th- um, think this is the one I remember the most. Yeah. Because, uh, like, the week after it came out, this, the same friend Josh who's been on the show that we would record a lot of game music. Uh, this was, like, one of the only times in the PS2 days where I was like, you got to hear this. Because <laughs> we're both really into KMFDM at the time. and Well, 90s through the mid-2000s and... We were both like, hell yeah. We got we to rip this tonight. I, I jotted down the late 90s, early 00s called. They want their industrial metal back. Uh, <laughs> um, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, Battle Train is the second track I picked out. This one's fantastic. It's very DDR-esque, which leads me to believe that uh, Sota Fujimori composed this one. Mm. Uh, it's very uh, fast-paced, trancey, techno-y. Uh, it plays when you're on the motorcycle level, fighting like trains and robots and soldiers on motorcycles. You eventually crash into the caboose of a train. It's pretty pretty nuts. One of my favorite moments of this track is there's this very subdued, like quiet moment before the big drop where mm. it just goes into this orgy of techno music. Wow. Um, and then uh, I've also picked out Maximum Speed. So this one starts out really fast and strong. Just imagine Bill and Lucia on hoverboards 
amidst like on this broken highway mm. with stray dogs like following them rushing down mm. uh really really cool uh fun intense track but cool uh yeah we'll get into those so fortress battle train and maximum speed
Wow, uh, that middle uh, eight-minute dance song. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. I should get a little warning before we went into that. Perhaps. Um, but yeah, that last one uh, is straight up. That's the song I thought the first one was, where I was like, "We got it, we got to hear this song." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maximum speed. And right. yeah, and now listening to it, I can't not hear Splatoon. Yeah, you brought that up, and I was like. This was Splatoon music before Splatoon yeah, existed. Yeah, it's this like very like <laughs> chuggy rock, but then these playful synth sounds right. that sound way too like happy. Yeah, like happy and yeah. playful compared. It makes sense for Splatoon because it's like yeah, you're running and shooting, but it's ink and it's fun. Right. And Contra is just hell on earth all the time, twenty four seven. Right. Uh, and the first song was practically just Dragula. Yeah, we were t- uh, actually we were actually singing the lyrics to Dragula um, through the chorus or whatever. And then the middle of the dance song, uh, which is my exact <clears throat> kind of crap I love. Yep. Uh, all these happy hardcore CDs I had in college. Actually, <laughs> this exact time, uh, listening to the Happy to Be Hardcore oh, uh, series of CDs. Um, Trying not to judge. <laughs> but that, man, it's so good. 120 BPM, let's go. Uh, but... You're the one who put this song in the damn show. <laughs> like you, uh, so um, that also reminded me, though, of um, things like Extreme G on N64 or even mm. Cell Damage, uh, wow, the Cell car damage. combat thing, which is weird because they're all car-related things. And then you said that stage you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. Or it's just I wanted, like it's just interesting that they all involve vehicles. Um, yeah, yeah, you're on that train or whatever. Yeah. Very fun stage. Yeah, those I, I were those were great. Play that to death. Yeah, and I definitely remembered uh, the third one, Maximum Speed. That was the song that stuck out to me at the time. Super good. I remember that stage getting pretty. Another example of like the gory, gross out part. Mm. Like you fight this alien cow, yeah. and once you defeat it, it like its body gets shoved into a grinder, and like green blood just oozes <laughs> out from it. And stuff. This. It's, it's so wild. <laughs> the the nineties extended into the early two thousands just a little bit. Pretty much, right. Uh now if you thought Shattered Soldier was crazy, uh wait till you get to Neo Contra. I've been hyping this one up to you uh in the lead up to this episode. Yeah. And uh I, I guess the game itself has I, I guess fans have mixed feelings about it, but um I picked up a copy a while back and I even uh bought it on playstation store over the weekend just to check it out again and uh it's interesting it's different but it's interesting so neo contra was kind of a follow-up to shattered soldier it came out october 2004 um it was november subsequent november in japan uh also ps2 uh and it's no longer a 2.5D mm-hmm. game. So it went for the whole isometric 3D action. So essentially, like, level 2 of Super C, just the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a sense, which some people didn't like. And, you know, that's... that. You know, some people just don't yeah. don't see that as it, a Contra game. I but mean, yeah, it didn't... It didn't click with me at the time. Yeah, it, it was definitely a, a, a weird d- direction to go. But, um instead of jumping you have spinning and dashing attacks for for dodging and that sort of thing and it, it still carries that gritty feel of shattered soldier but it turns up all the over the top aspects to oblivion it's super crazy so you get more grotesque weird bosses uh but then like you add in really over the t- like if you thought hanging off a rocket like being fired from a chopper was nuts <laughs> in uh contra 3 and shattered soldier had that too uh Try this this one on for size. Running on the tops of rapidly spinning 
helicopter blades. <laughs> That's the new riding on rockets in this one. Wow. Um, so uh, musically, uh, it was only composed by Soda Fujimori, who returned from Shattered Soldier, and he uh, he kind of focused, honed in more so on like the DDR aspects of the music, like the danciness, the trancyness, and it it still has. Uh, some of the heavy chugging guitar that you associate with Shattered Soldier. But um, the way I put in the notes is this OST is on crack in the best way possible. Uh, plays up all the like the industrial and dancey elements, mm-hmm. and it was super fun. Story-wise, even crazier. So it takes place in the year of 4,444 AD. Mm-hmm. Earth has been transformed into a prison planet. It's home to criminals and political rebels known as Contras. And Bill Reiser is w- woken up from his cryogenic sleep again, God. and he's partnered with uh, Yagyu Jaguar Genbei, who is a samurai. And the two, they're back. Uh, yeah, they're back, uh, cyber samurai, and the two are sent to Earth to deal with the renegade Neo Contra threats. So you're fighting people now? Uh, not exactly. Some of them are people. One of them, spoilers, is Lucia from Shattered Soldiers. She's oh, one of the wow. renegade Contras that you have to fight. The drama. There, There is drama. There's even a cutscene of Bill holding Lucia in his arms. Lucia, like, no. <laughs> there is a no, a scream of no, even. Um, so, uh, you, yeah, you were mentioning, it's not just humans. Uh, one of the bosses in uh, Neo Contra is a bull terrier. <laughs> Oh. dog in an admiral outfit <laughs> so they they really just play up the ridiculousness uh to a whole new level this i this was oddly enough uh this contra was at the very first e3 i ever went to wow in 2004 and i remember going to the konami booth and seeing neo contra there and trying to play but the lines were like especially back then like e3 was way like super crowded the line um, still sucked back then. <laughs> i mean yeah because wow. uh like it was a smaller amount of people allowed in but uh everybody there kind of you had to play like if you didn't have an appointment you literally were waiting in line and right. only hand only like existing outlets with some kind of clout you're going to get an appointment ahead of time everyone else is like like me who just yeah i write for a newspaper i'm here to cover games uh yeah, can I come in? No. The answer is no. <laughs> wow. You you can get in the door, and I definitely weaseled my way into a few appointments I did not have. Um, <laughs> but I remember, like, still to this day, seeing Neo Contra and thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll play that when it comes out. I didn't. <laughs> uh, but to just show how old I am, I this game was at my – I was at E3 before this game came out. So what I'll say, it, it's still – it's still pretty fun. Um, it's so you still like switch between weapons, like in Shattered Soldier, but you have different sets. One one big omission from Shattered Soldier, which was bemoaned by fans, was the lack of the spread gun. Mm-hmm. But they bring the spread gun back into uh, Neo Contra, and then um, Bill Riser plays decidedly different from from the samurai uh, uh, Jaguar. So there there was a bit of a dichotomy there, which was kind of interesting. Uh, I. Never got really far in Neo Contra. It is hard, especially that running on chopper blades level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to tell you, the music is just uh, all over the place. And, and I, I like all over the place sometimes. So mm. uh, the song picks I have for this one are uh, Neo Contra, which is the it is a vocal theme. It is played uh, in the intro to the game. You're not ready for this song. <laughs> mm. It was sung by Paula Terry, and she was featured previously in uh, Beat Mania, DDR, Guitar Freaks, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm trying to find a Bamone and Bamani joke here, but uh, oh boy. We'll, we'll see. Um, 
Then I also picked out a safety first. That's the level one theme. It's got this interesting vocal da 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 uh, sound effect to it, which kind of makes me think of the whoop whoop from oh, uh, yeah. from Super C. Which there is a remix of that song in here uh, that I did not pick, but uh, there's a big mesh of guitar noodling and synth. Uh, the melody that kicks in after a minute or so into this track is very '90s techno. Is it? Is it either a riff on the Mortal Kombat theme or it's a riff on like? Some two unlimited song from like 1982. Sounds about right. Yeah, "Abstruction" is the next track. This uh, this track plays in an elevator fight with this creepy giant human faced bug, with sh- uh, and its legs are actually sharp human fingers, which is pretty creepy. Uh, very upbeat, echoey synths. Um, the track is surprisingly chill despite the context of this fight. Mm. And um, I also picked out another track. Uh, as you, as I had mentioned previously, you do fight a a dog essentially in an admiral outfit, and this track Seems plays like a Star Fox character. Yeah, and this 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 track plays in the cutscene leading up to the boss, uh, titled Animal Contra, and uh, so yeah, he's the captain of an aircraft carrier who happens happens to be a talking bull terrier. Uh, the track has a very satisfying double kick beat. That is comp- complemented by this chugging guitar. It's pre- pretty simple, but uh, some one thing I I appreciate about this tune is like towards the end, the synthesizer gets very like dissonant and it, and, uh, and it like even though dissonance is associated with like the lack of harmony or the opposite mm-hmm. of harmony of like this makes me feel uncomfortable, uh, it somehow feels satisfying to me huh. in in the context of this track. So I guess because of all the wackiness. So. So we've got Neo Contra, Safety First, Abstruction, and Animal Contra.
Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah, so, so watching your reactions to some of these tunes, is, especially yeah, Neo-Contra. The Neo-Contra, the theme song is, as someone who, like, <laughs> I feel like I was very early on the scene, at least on the internet, of, like, writing articles about, get a load of this cheesy game song, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, in on the ground floor on all of that, and I'm like, I have never heard this. No one is... I, Seemingly, no one has linked me to it, so shame on everyone who's listening to the show. Um, unless you can point me to some comments from six years ago where, like, Brett, you should check. It's like giving crazy Chocobo a run for its money. In yeah. A sense. yeah. Uh, that is like that is just insane, and it's uh, the only criticism I had is it should have had a, a male vocal in there to balance hers right, because like, that kind of style, whether it's Evanescence or even going to Aqua or yeah. k does that too, where you have like you whatever. But the lyrics of that were so good. Uh, uh, you my, did, go, go off. I, I had the whole lyrics in front of you. Yeah, my favorite line was near the end where it's like, accomplish the mission, satisfaction fulfilled, go between life and death without getting killed. <laughs> it's uh, so good. Uh, my, my favorites are the smell of dusty sand and ambition, the taste of sweet victory and volition, sensory overload, it's time to rebel, dangerous guys <laughs> are back from hell. Neo-Contra! It's so good. And it's totally in the style of the Immortals Mortal Kombat yep. music. Like, it's absolutely bonkers. Yep. And everything else you chose is the DVD menu to the Matrix. <laughs> it is indistinguishable from any DVD I bought from oh, 1998 man. to the year 2002. Uh, it it's, a, it's, it's a Fast and the Furious deleted scenes menu. <laughs> Uh, it's so good. It's good stuff. And it's exactly yeah. the kind of just junk that I really liked, especially in that time period. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all of those were great. I, I kept getting like F-Zero GX vibes a little bit, yeah. which is still a year out from this, but like... Particularly I, I, from Safety First, yeah. That, yeah. And I was... Level one track. Um, yeah. There's a song track called Lightning, I think, in uh, GX uh, uh, that this reminds me of. Yeah, it's good But stuff. yeah, those were, those were great. And I guess a- Obstruction had this otherworldly... Qu- quality to it as chill as it was like yeah it's got to fit like the whole fighting a creepy giant human yeah human face bug thing and then animal contra just i i had to stick that one in there just just for the fact that it plays during that cutscene of this talking bull terrier like taunting bill riser and jaguar uh it's, to come at him or uh, whatever i mean uh everyone look, a, look up that cutscene on youtube it's really funny uh, what a borderline indescribable game it it is. Like it's, it's even when you even when so you wacky. when you lay the words out, it's still like, like, huh? Yeah, I still have so many questions. Yeah, so many questions. I, I I would say though, I would argue to give the game a chance. It's like ten bucks on PSN. Granted, it's only playable on like PS3 or what have you. But um, it's it's fu- uh, I I could see it being a fun time with like a second player mm. uh, if you have the patience because it is pretty difficult uh maybe not shattered soldier difficult but it's still if there was only if there were only five or six things i could do with two people (laughs) (laughs) uh indeed so Uh, but that led to a kind of another not not a long break but it was three years it was a while yeah Um, it felt like it felt like a long time it definitely felt like a long time because we (laughs) went through a full console transition that's true uh because end of 04 you know we were still ps2 xbox original and gamecube were still Top of the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Contra Four, yes, which came out on the Nintendo DS in November two thousand seven. And yeah, this is now uh, the DS is launched. Now you're into the DS Lite era, as well as Wii, PS3, and uh, Xbox three sixty. So yeah, this game rules. It is because this is just right. way forward. Getting to like, hey, it's what if we just made a love letter to Contra Three? And yes. you're like, yes, please. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a Contra Renaissance, and it was made. Uh, yeah, way forward developed. Konami published. Um, 
kind of like a love letter to classic like 8-bit 16-bit contra and uh, a way to celebrate the 20th anniversary because by oh, that point yeah. it was the 20th anniversary of contra so and uh to top it all off the composer was none other than jake vertz kaufman Man. who uh you've come to know for shovel knight mighty switch force shante and ducktales remastered mm-hmm. um so yeah as i said big throwback um interestingly the way they dealt with the whole dual screen thing was to uh both screens make up the the stage, kind of like Yoshi's Island DS, that sort of style. So uh, there's a lot of vertical gameplay, which inter- interestingly enough is very reminiscent of the original arcade Contra. Um, uh, they added this uh, this grappling hook thing where you pressed X and like if there was like a, a ceiling or a rail on the top yeah, screen, they would quickly zip yeah, up or whatever, really which was neat. Um, the two weapons switch f- switching from Contra 3 returned. Power-ups returned, which was uh, felt like a breath of, breath of fresh air at that point from mm-hmm. uh, from Shattered Soldier and Neo Contra. Um, so you could switch weapons Contra 3 style, uh, g- gain power-ups. But one added feature that I really liked that actually helped on a two-player like co-op experience was being able to drop a power-up. So if you pick something up that I was, you're like, oh, whoops. I'll give it to mm. to my buddy. You could just press the A button and drop it oh. for the other player to to collect, which was cool. Um, and then, interestingly, uh, uh, there are more characters in this one. So you had Bill and you had Lance making their return. Thank but, God. But uh, <laughs> no, no more of the crazy uh, two-player partners. And I guess this is also uh, chronologically. I don't know if they bothered to explain, but where they, they are, have, they have. There is a timeline in the in that digital book in the anniversary okay, collection. So this has got to be before Shattered Soldier, I would think. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. this one takes place. I I want to say I can't believe we're discussing the storyline of Contra. Um, <laughs> we uh, I th- I think they marked this as taking place either before, or after Hardcore, which Hardcore is takes place after alien wars yeah i want to say it might be between um three and hardcore that would make sense to me or or before three before three i think it'd be because three is the alien wars so that's like the invade like the full-on invasion where everything's destroyed and post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic i should say um what one interesting thing about this one is it adds more characters so uh, the codenames Mad Dog and Scorpion were names that were used in the, I think it was the localized manual for Operation C on the Game Boy. Mm. And they were intended to be codenames for Bill Riser and Lance Bean. Uh, but what WayForward decided to do was take these codenames and make new unique characters. So essentially saying that like Mad Dog and Scorpion are not Bill and Lance, they're mm. brand new characters. And they brought them in as selectables for Contra 4, huh. which was cool. Um, so, uh, I don't have much like inside baseball in terms of the making of Contra 4. There are interviews out there. I did pick up this one quote from Jake. Uh, when WayForward called me about Contra 4, I had to punch myself in the groin about 80 times to make sure I wasn't dreaming. (laughs) So sounds like something he'd say. That is definitely something, uh, he'd say. He, He also mentions in a lot of interviews that, when I got this gig, I peed a little. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. He it's a dream come true for sure. Like growing yeah. growing up and like him being such a huge factor in like the OC remix days, that sort of thing. It's so for for that time, like yep. before he came to be known about the the even bigger projects he'd get mm-hmm. involved in. Uh, just the thought of like an OC remixer, like yeah, making basically. it big, essentially. Yeah. This and is also like. 
back in 07. This is even pre like um, the Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD remix. Right. That was almost that was all overclock remixes in there. Yeah. Um, this is like the first instance I could think of. It may not be the first, but definitely one of the most one of the first of yeah, like you said, an, an, a famous internet remixer who's you know famous within this very narrow scope of the internet yeah. is now like gets to score the next contra like that's crazy and it's a for real legit konami right. published contra that's crazy and, and like yeah. nowadays you you see that as like a normal thing like yeah. all the composer all the budding like composers or indie composers just uh just breaking out there and scoring like these huge awesome games yeah so. and you would want to get them to like lend credibility to your hey we're bringing this retro thing back well you got to get this person cuz right. they've been doing all this great music exactly um, so but yeah, I love this. Uh, I don't remember if I reviewed this or not, but uh, I definitely this is something I played for a long time because mm. in addition to the main game Contra Four, there were like you could unlock Contra and Super C in it, I think. Yes, and then there were missions. It was like challenges. These, yeah, these little challenges that were bite-sized things. God, you they could, were hard. <laughs> and you could just and you could just go in, pop in and out of them really quick. Like, hey, it's Contra One. Do this thing, and and mm-hmm. you just try fail, try fail, try fail, yep. and. There was no reason to do them. I don't remember if you unlocked anything or not. I think you but might have, yeah. I was just, yeah, I'll do these. It was just such a great, perfect handheld game. That it was. had a brand new game with all these cool modes in it as well. Yeah, I guess it just bums me out that, like, I, I've never been able to finish it because it is super tough. Um, yeah. Uh, and also just finding, like, someone to play that game with me because most of the people, like, I, I would play it a lot in my college days. Hmm. And uh, just a lot of people were just... super frustrated by the difficulty of it and to get the best to make it all the way to the end you have to play on like normal or hard yeah um that sort of thing one other neat thing about the gameplay was um if you let's say you have the spread gun if you picked up another spread gun power up it would actually power up Mm. the spread gun and make it even like more powerful which was cool so uh musically uh uh so jake essentially um really harken back to the classic Contra scores, but of course in true fashion lay his own interesting twist to mm. it. Uh, so there are a lot of, a lot of references to like OG Contra music, but like they just take on their own awesome form. It's hard to put into words. You just kind of have to listen to put, it, but puts, um, puts a spin on it, puts a, puts a, his unique spin on it. So uh, the ones that I have picked out are jungle normal. And so this is the first level, several references to, the original Contra Jungle tune. Um, when interestingly, in this level, when you play on hard mode, it's actually a remix of the original Jungle theme hmm. instead. Uh, I also picked out Waterfall. This again references the the Contra arcade NES Waterfall music, but again does really cool things. Some really sick bass action in there. I always think about with this soundtrack. I always think about the really cool use of drums and just overabundance of crash symbols. It's mm. <laughs> like a ton of them out there. Yeah. Uh, and I also picked out Alien Hive Tunnel. And this one's very creepy, otherworldly. It gets really intense, very orchestral, kind of harkening back to uh, Contra 3, like a mix of the Alien Lair from mm. Contra NES and uh, Contra 3's orchestral Ooh. score. So, yeah, overall, a really awesome game. I hope I can someday finish it yeah. uh, would be great to see on one of those I'd love to see on modern platforms, but like how it's they tough. would, yeah, how how they would take into account the whole 
two screen action is very yep. tricky. Some of those sure. things are probably lost to time because there's like there is that blonde blind spot between the two screens yep. that they accounted for making yep. that game. But if you were to just do it again, jump, like like the best case is switch on a vertical, uh, like right, like a Tate mode thing. Yeah, yeah and maybe. You build in the dead zone or something. I don't know. Right, right. But yeah, the, this is the type of game you'd want to get like a flip grip for. Yeah, for real. If it, if such a port would exist. But anyway, uh, we'll go. We'll dive into these uh, fantastic songs: Jungle Normal, Waterfall, and Alien Hive Tunnel. <laughs>
of those. So good. Really, it really re- takes me back. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird that it takes me back because uh, 2007, uh, you could have, between then and now, you could have done uh, all of your K-12 and uh, be graduating right about now. Uh, just throwing that out there. I, I had just started college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Crazy. yeah, someone uh, could have uh, gone through the whole dang thing since that game came out. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> But uh, so if that feels recent to you, incorrect. Oh boy! Um, but uh, all those songs, one just really reminded me how much I love the DS and, and 3DS as mm-hmm. well. But the DS DS Lite was so good at just to me it delivered really well on the promise that the GBA kind of had, which was oh it's like Super Nintendo, but the GBA was basically they would try to like position it sometimes as oh portable Super Nintendo because mm-hmm. you have Link to the Past and all these Super NES games get ported, right. but it has two fewer buttons. And it's not really quite the same. Mm. And to me, this, the DS was this machine that I kind of had always wanted since the mid-90s was, what would happen after the Super NES if 2D like kind of kept going? Right. And the DS, like that music is 16-bit you know, vibe to it, but with way better sampling and sound fonts or whatever. Mm. And just delivers on this like what would it, what would a 16 like if 32 bit didn't go polygonal and just stayed in like you know what the Saturn kind of hoped it would be until PlayStation <laughs> showed up with hey we're building everything around 3D and then Sega has to like smash it together right. um i don't know there's something about two, the DS being such a great 2D machine and then that music just being exactly what i wanted 2D video game music to be definitely yeah um which sounds like advance wars or whatever and it's just so good and it fits contra perfectly the kind of retro revival that was yeah v- very much needed after like you know it's fine to experiment and that yeah. sort of thing and, and but I get, sometimes bringing it back yeah and uh, I definitely very get satisfying needing yeah. to to break out because yeah yeah if the game is always just left to right shooting things that might get old that well it's definitely going to get old after a while yeah so you got to freshen it up especially when you do something like Contra three and follow it up with hardcore it's like. Yeah, man. I don't. What else <laughs> like, can what, you? What can you do? Yeah. What else can you do? We threw we, everything that could happen happened in right. those two games. So right. I get why you got to do other things. And and it's cool that with Way Forward, undoubtedly those those guys were huge Contra fans. Yeah, so. you could you could tell playing it that they were having a great time making it, yeah. and it was a really fun game. And soundtrack's incredible. Like that's yeah. exactly what I what I want that's in a Contra stuff. game. I, I recall I. Uh, when I first met Jake at MAGFest, I specifically brought my copy of Contra 4 for him. To oh, nice. <laughs> it's good times. Uh, f- also, funny enough, uh, as recently as San Diego Comic-Con, uh, I was at this uh, Vince DiCola show, which mm. was fantastic uh, seeing him perform. But uh, before the show started, I, I met up with a friend, uh, George Norwick, who uh, is known as Norg in the... Uh, in the remix uh, VGM community, mm. uh, he told me that uh, he's actually all the male voices in Contra Four. Oh wow! So Jake had this encroaching deadline. Uh, <laughs> called him up and was like, "Can you record all these voices tonight?" <laughs> and he did. So all wow. those all those sounds you hear, like "Locked and Loaded," wow, and that's... "Come Get Some," is all Man, uh, that would be so my buddy fun. George. Uh, pretty great. Man, uh, <laughs> if you ever need me. Reach out, reach out. I will, yeah. I, will, I will knock those out in one take. Bready one take over here. Oh, Bready one take. Oh, man. That 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 would be cool, right? Yeah. Um, to, to lend your voice to a game yep. like that. It's pretty. Just give me give me an Excel sheet. Yep. I'll, send, I'll send you the waves. Yeah. Oh, man. So wrapping up the show is a game that's sort of not a Contra, but is. But is. It, and it is considered a legit, like 
part of the Contra series. This is so bizarre. This is very bizarre. Uh, Hardcore Uprising. So uh, this one came out in like early 2011 mm. on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. And it was developed by Arc System Works, interestingly enough. Yeah. And they're known for Guilty Gear, mm. uh, that sort of thing. And they also currently, they own Double Dragon now, which wow. is pretty cool. Uh, and the music was composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari, who... I freaking love uh, the composer of Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, mm. um, and the music was arranged by both him and Norichika Sato. So, Hardcore Uprising was this interesting take on Contra, where, where like Arc System Works gave it their own interesting like spin, and it's it's hard not to compare to Guilty Gear both musically and visually. Mm. Uh, it's got a very beautiful like hand drawn sprite. St- art style but it's still too very much 2.5d with like 3d environments that sort of thing um i i checked it out because it was uh free for a time in the early days of playstation plus it was one of those free games you could get and actually recently became backwards compatible on xbox one interestingly enough but uh it's very much like it's still a very like tough as nails contra experience but they incorporated in addition to the arcade mode, a rising mode, which lets you level up in the game, essentially. And I guess it was a way to entice more newcomers mm. to check out Contra, since it's so notorious for being like blindingly difficult. But you could spend points on upgrades between levels to raise your character up and unlock new abilities. And some of the cool things you could do in this one were, um, well, you could run for, for once. You could actually do like this dash move. Um, you could dash in midair. You could double jump. You could deflect enemy projectiles by like bouncing them back, that sort of stuff. So it it kind of incorporated like the things you would expect in a fighting game, like especially yeah. guilt, talking about Guilty Gear. Yeah. And I mean, it is the kind of character mobility things that a fighting game company would think about. Right. Um, being able to dash, having that kind of mobility is, and to me, that is what you do with 2D Contra, and it's totally yeah. the right call to make. We're like, hey. If we're done experimenting with 2.5D or, or even 3D or overhead, mm. like, what is Contra missing? And it's like, well, you can't really do a lot. Right. And the grappling hook in 4 w- alone was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then adding the ability, all, all I remember is, like, using the shoulder buttons to dash, I feel, in mm-hmm. this, uh, to air dash. Yeah, air dashing, double jumping, yeah. and stuff and like the that. More, the more interactivity you have with the environment around you, like double jumping, deflecting projectiles, like, that's going to make it feel different. But still feel like Contra. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the first take on Contra where it was de- very much decidedly anime. It's uh, yeah. the character models, the the opening cutscene is full on anime. Yeah, it's uh, so strange that style. they would not use that they would use hardcore as that, if that had brand value, but not Contra. Because like, if you're gonna do something like, hey, let's just make this kind of right. somewhat distinct thing, but not you know, we'll we'll invoke Contra, and it is a Contra game. We're not gonna right. call it that. It's like okay, but you're gonna use hardcore. The, Which uh, is one of the Contra games. Yeah, so <laughs> so I believe the uh, the the director of this one, God, I forget his name. I want to say it's Kenji Yamamoto, but it might I, I might have gotten that wrong. Uh, in an interview, he I remember him like stating that he he very much wanted to tap into Contra, but he didn't want to like override what Nakazato, the director, was like his visions and stuff, but he was enamored with hardcore. Mm. So it was basically just arc system works 
wanting to take that Contra formula, add their own spin, but make it its own franchise while still being Contra, which Man. is like, how do you do that? I don't know. Yeah, um, it's it's weird. Granted, we we never got a sequel to this one, which kind of bums me out because it is actually a really legit, uh, cool game. Just hmm. again, tough as nails. Yep. I think Rising Mode is the one for me. Should I ever uh, really get into this one? But musically. If you've ever listened to Guilty Gear, like Ishiwatari's uh, yeah, Guilty Gear music, metal. it is very much metal, uh, guitar noodling, super melodic, beautiful, um, and just as it is in Guilty Gear in, in Hardcore Uprising, the music just sounds very clean, crisp. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything just sounds awesome about this, and it's heavy as balls. And, <laughs> and uh I know we've already like thrown so many heavy metal esque tunes at you at this episode, but like be prepared for more headbanging because uh, that's what this game is all about. So I picked out uh, Stage O One Active, the level one music, and uh, this again references Contra Jungle, but metal. Mm. Uh, lots of harmonizing guitars. That's definitely the Guilty Gear thing for that me. Is, is harmonizing thing. guitars? Yep, yep. Essentially, like like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, like get that all up in there. Uh, the bass guitar shines in this one in the more like softer, subdued moments. Great ride cymbal action. Uh, I've also picked out Stage 05 Active. Uh, this one, you'll see why I picked it from the first few seconds. This very fast, <laughs> rumbling drum intro. Part of why I picked it. Um, really cool opening groove that uh, mm. is very reminiscent of Pantera Ooh, to me. So which is like pretty, Cowboys from Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty dope. Um, and very, yeah, very, you'll, you'll notice like the dime bag style licks in this one it's pretty cool and uh the last minute of this track has this cool shift that leads into a blindingly fast uh guitar solo it's pretty cool and then i also uh have common boss middle i didn't pick these names they did uh very super serious dare i say serial Mm. intro like a kind of we mean business sort of boss theme Mm. uh really cool mega death like transition close to a minute in what is what distinguishes a mega death transition i can't put it to words other than it's megadeth so like uh, close to a minute in you'll just hear the part i, I can't <laughs> i can't really like i i'd have to point it out to you being like that's megadeth okay um and uh very signature ishiwatari classical inspired harpsichord backing Ooh. amidst the melodic guitars in this one like every time i think of like guilty gear music i mm. i have to th- think of that harpsichord like like right it's always embedded in there so yeah this might as well have been another guilty gear soundtrack but mm. uh the fact that it's in a contra game is still pretty uh pretty rad so I say. It's a so. stage one active stage five active and common boss middle
All I can picture is someone. Is it Dream Theater that has to be lowered into a like 360 degree set of cymbals and drums or something? Or am I inventing that? Uh, that sounds like an invention to me. Uh, I, I don't think I, I, the cause... only person lowered into I'd imagine is like Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Because <laughs> like that's all I can picture is someone just surrounded by 37 different cymbals uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and drums. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is. Uh, that seems like the logical progression of everything we've been playing. Yeah. Uh, and a fine way to leave Contra for the last eight, nine years. Yeah, crazy to think about. It does make me wonder what the music for Rogue Core is going to be. Yeah, I'm curious about it too. And, and I mean, the the announcement trailer had Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it, which was a, a, kind of an odd like choice. I can't, yeah, I don't. I don't know what to think of that, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so R- Rogue Core is more of a return to the craziness of yeah, yeah, Contra. Definitely. Like the, the wacky stuff that we've seen in Shattered Soldier and Neo Contra and that sort of thing. And that's that's fine and dandy. I'm, I, I embrace that wholeheartedly. We'll see how it how it goes. I mean, you've got pandas and... I mean, we'll see. And robots, and we'll see. that seems very much in, like, the spirit of hardcore yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a franchise that, on first pass, did not think could fill two episodes. Yeah, um, but it does. But it be- really does because musically, it's just one of one of the most fantastic, like in terms of Konami soundtracks, up there with Castlevania. And well, that's not that's not good. crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll put it up there because you know you you think about what what are the two most popular Konami franchises within the video game music remix community, and those are. Well, if you're going to narrow it down to too. that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that's my mindset. Uh, on it, I mean, Go least. Go Amon's up there too. I don't know. I, I, not I, enough no, I of Go Amon, yeah. I feel. Um, um, but yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, and Turtles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, there's a Ninja Turtles four vinyl coming out. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, well, you know how I feel about vinyl. I know, and I won't get into it, but I am just like, man, the the novelty of hearing all those Super NES Orc hits off of a record is like, I kind of have to do this, man. Uh, they did it with Sunset Riders already. So, it's just so yeah. preposterous to me, and I'm yeah. like, I love that soundtrack, but do I need a vinyl? I don't think I need a vinyl of that. Uh, but you know, flesh smash cut to me getting it. Um, but yeah. Until episode. you hear Sewer Surf, and then you're going to be like, ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah this is why I got Neon it. Neon <laughs> Night Riders is the one where I'm like, ah, oh, good stuff. baby. Elevator, elevator for me. Yeah. yeah. And the Technodrome is also. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, we did a TMNT 2 ends episode uh, seemingly that, five years ago. That I was not part. a part of. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. VGEmpire.com, yep. VGEmpire on Twitter. Uh, I didn't get it. If somehow this is your first or tenth episode even, I really encourage you to go uh, look on iTunes, go scroll through the feed. We've done so much over the last almost well back to 2011 october so uh it's been about eight years worth of episodes Man. nine eight yeah um and keep those comments coming too. yeah i, I really appreciate those yeah the contra episode yeah the contra yeah. i go in there and i read every single comment i'm sure you do too uh do. and yeah it's good stuff but yeah you can follow all that vg empire goodness uh, you've got at vg empire on twitter i know but you can follow me i always do my game music musings and excitability and stuff on uh, <laughs> at Patrick KUL at, on Twitter. It's infectious. It is infectious. Uh, I just love getting excited about it sounds like music it. in general <laughs> uh, and game music and whatnot. And I, I liked what we did uh, on Contra Part 1 where we just talked about what game music we were happened to be listening to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, at I'm the trying end. to think like besides Contra, like the Neo Contra soundtrack on loop. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. I've been listening a lot to uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Nice, yes. And good then stuff uh, there. there's a really good um, Super NES playlist that's just chill music. Yeah, by SNES Drunk. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like three hours long, and I, I for real have listened to that at least 30 times in the last two weeks. I, that, that is a great playlist. I'm just bummed out. It doesn't credit the composers on there, well, which I'm like... Come on, uh, come on! <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff and knowledgeable deep cuts in there, and including a couple of things from like the Wildcats game or like Energy Breaker. Oh, and uh, dude, that was a good one. I'm like what? <laughs> I, I, I googled some... that game as soon as it came up, and like yeah. Chaos, not Chaos, was it Chaos Seed or Chaos Field or something? Yeah, or like Dark something, Dark some, Chaos, something like that. Yeah, there was some other game where I'm like, well, like not I've... Chaos Field, that's a different thing. But uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a great playlist, it's and I've had playlist, it in the background, yeah. and then it's good stuff. I feel like it's got Breath of Fire on there. Good, good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, Gobies or the underwater music is on there. Yeah, yeah, Dawn, Dawn. Yeah, the underwater music. Um, and then, yeah, I've just yeah, Kings of Hyrule. And then there was also a really nice like Metroid, like chill songs from the Metroid franchise, oh, which is sweet. mostly Prime One, Two, and Three. Uh, Super had some good chill ones. That's too. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what I've been listening to lately. Um, I, I I can't think immediately of what uh, else game wise I've been listening to, but I am stupid excited for. The uh, Ninja Warriors trilogy oh. album coming out August third. Um, I'm I'm a little like anxious because I don't know if they're actually going to be selling it in like Japan stores that can be imported. Oh yeah, uh, but it's like three CDs worth of like from classic arcade Ninja Warriors up to like S- including SNES and oh. the remastered stuff for oh, the wow. Ninja Saviors like SNES remastered game yeah. coming out. And we did a Ninja Warriors episode, yes. believe it or not. And uh, that that is the episode that got me into Ninja yeah. Warriors and, and I'm like the Zuntada video ag- alone dude, like against <laughs> all odds the Zuntada album is on iTunes and has yeah. been has been there for yeah. years and yeah. it's like Daddy Mulk and Yep. Uh, I, all that stuff is on there, and I, I just to have that in like a tri- triple CD format. It'd be nice. Um, I need that. I will throw all the money and on I, my screen for uh, that. We'll say uh, as I work out in the gym or at home. Uh, again, so many great Street Fighter Five and Third Strike songs are on Spotify <laughs> that are just on my ex, uh, my workout playlist. Uh, That's good stuff. So much good stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, taking <laughs> us out. Uh, is was this Vomitron? Yeah, so um, I, I wasn't gonna about to like just sick the whole contra medley as awesome as that would it's be. Like, it's like it, It's it's pretty long. Um, uh, I was thinking about end it, like in terms of ending the mm. this two parter, and I thought it'd be cool to go back to uh, the first contra mm-hmm. uh, NES arcade contra and the ending music, which is called like officially titled Sandinista. I I love the contra ending music because it's so joyous yeah yeah. Really is. everything is you know kind of fun poppy but like you know very rapid fire and and uh fast paced uh the ending music is just this perfect button on the original contra where you just feel so satisfied from conquering that yeah game. i do remember the, especially the vomitron's version so of vomitron's it. version it like it so segues j- from and- it seg- segues from the alien lair music this giant explosion it is so like 80s movie victories yeah, montage but it's so happy Dude, this takes me back already yes. i'm not even we're not even hearing it i yet. know it, 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 it puts me like, in a happy place that is sure. like early mid 2000s oh man for real it's good stuff so yeah the ending from the con- vomitron's contra medley to take us out on this huge two-parter contra Great. episode i'm so happy to get this out there because like since like joining you uh helping out on vg empire mm-hmm. stuff i've always 
wanted to do Contra. That was a big one for me. We got it in there. We got it in there. It's done. <laughs> it is done. Put it to bed. <laughs> it is right. finished. Yeah. Thanks, so, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time for 150.